Hello everyone, and just before you get into the podcast, I want to apologise for the sound quality. We had some issues with mics and wires as we're still figuring it out during the, the lockdown period. I know we've had difficulties with recording equipment before in the past. I swear it's different this time. It is. I swear. Promise. Anyway, please enjoy listening to us talk about Tim Allen's penis. Let's do a bastard podcast. Yes, let's. Hello and welcome to our bastard podcast. To you, ladies, gentlemen, and our friends from beyond the binary and in between, welcome to Full Starts Pod. It's a bastard podcast. It's a bastard podcast. Nobody likes it, but everybody listens to it. Right, so this time, this episode, we are going to be talking about Galaxy Quest of 1999, as opposed to all the other Galaxy Quests. Ah, Galaxy Quest 1999. Oh, it's coming wrong with your mic there, yeah. As long as you're recording fine, I don't need to hear you properly at all. I'm probably not if it's going all thingy. Are you recording, Dan? I'm recording this chat. I mean, I'm recording mine. I'm glad we're doing this on the podcast. Yes. Like but it. behind the scenes, sneaky peeky. It's, right? it's, it's what people... how the sausage is made. Yeah, it's what people it's don't It's all professionalism. Look, what's your favourite position? Okay, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to finish that sentence. Ah, ah, talk you know how everybody's doing like a coronavirus special. This is ours. It's more unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> and one in ten of us will die. <laughs> Look, just because I count for two people, man. Come on. This is a dark opening, isn't it? For <laughs> you started it. You set the fucking scene. Oh, look, okay, there you go. Tip bit time. Galaxy Quest was meant to be darker than what we originally got. There we go. Related. <laughs> Hashtag so relatable. It was. It was going to be. It was going to be a PG. expanding. Going to be a PG thirteen. There were some fucks and shits and some sexy. Uh, sexy. And I mean, Sigourney Weaver gets. Progressively naked throughout the film. Is oh, and they like, cut the scene. They cut the scene that shows you why she got naked. Oh, I, I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. I don't need an in-universe reason. You wanted to if, fuck some green, basically. If we're going to talk about swearing in this, there's a very, very clear. I'll bring it up now in my notes. I can't remember the exact time. There's, there's a lot of ADR in this. Yeah, uh, we're very clearly on camera. So going to just goes fuck. Yeah, what the fuck, and it becomes something else. It becomes something else. Oh no, no, she says fuck this, and it becomes That's screw right. this. That's it. It becomes yippee kaye, Mister <laughs> And um, by day, oh, this, Lieutenant Laredo, whoever pays the back here. Um, so yeah. let's stop. Yeah, he's he he says screw it. Those are the two instances of where we no no got to bad words. Hey, hey guys, we, yeah. What what inane superpower would you have that wouldn't help you in any way, but you almost couldn't prove it either? So, for example, mine would be always being able to catch a slice of toast before it hits the ground. Okay. And and now I don't I don't care. You can do that a hundred times in front of a witness, and they're not going to say that's a superpower. They're just going to say, okay, 101 times, you might not do it. I don't care. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow from a friend of mine called Redacted, 
and go with the ability to slightly raise or slightly lower blood pressure. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's a dark one. <laughs> no, I'm Mine not saying... Mine was about toast. I, I'm not <laughs> saying it's enough to kill a person, but just, you know, you could slightly elevate it by, you know, a couple of degrees or a couple of point, you know, but no, point could, ones. If you notice a sudden elevation and spike of your blood pressure, you're going to get stressed. And then that's going to cause you to act out and raise your blood pressure. Yeah, and then, then you can slightly lower it. It's fine. <laughs> See? You can't are you saying? That. Are you saying you can do it incrementally? Or do you have a cool-down period? I, I'm, saying, yeah, I'm saying you can, you can turn it up and down when you please. But then that's too powerful. I, I'm then saying you can just like, go I'm, times 100. I'm only saying like 0.2 either way. But then you can keep doing it. Well, no, you can only go 0.2 up or 0.2 down. And then incrementally again. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Just, just 0.2 up and then 0.2 <laughs> down. That's it. Slightly increase or decrease. That is it. First. Um, just a slightly better metabolism. So just choose to have a better metabolism that day. Yeah. Or no, just permanently a passive, a passive superpower. No, I want to turn it on and off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just today, I want to digest that steak a little bit better than yesterday. If, if yeah. yeah, tomorrow I want thirty shits. But today, I have a heavy, heavy dinner, and then my wife turns to me and says, "Would you like to come upstairs and play the bongos on my bottom?" Yeah. I'm either going to be like, "Oh, I mean, that beef Wellington sitting really heavy in my stomach," or I go, "Metabolism power on." Yeah, those who don't know. Um, and then I can do it. Yeah, uh, Lewis married the Donkey Kong bongo game. Yes. Yeah. Which he weirdly left under my bed upstairs. Well, it's not, it's Don't not leave his wife under your bed. It's not recognised by the church as such, but it is a civil union. <laughs> oh, just, just it, your it, good it friend. It was a lovely reception, I will say that. Y- your good the friend music, bongo set. Let's do the theme tune. Do that while I go turn off my dishwasher. So, Galaxy Quest, off the bat, anyone want to just start us off? I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised. Mm -hmm. I'll start us off by saying, who won the poll, Ashley? Uh, Well, the poll for Galaxy Quest. Uh, The poll for for I, Frankenstein. We did last time. I, Frankenstein. Yeah, Yeah, we watched that, didn't we? We did. And there's a reason we had to take a long break after that. <laughs> I forgot that movie even existed. So the winner by Frankenstein, which you know, I don't think anyone's going to call, is Frankie Goes to Bollywood. Is that, yeah. that was versus, yeah. Hey! And then Dan came second. Whoop, and I takes... got nothing. Good day, sir. I'll take silver. Someone else got votes. Dan after did what, get. After what I did, Dan got a vote. <laughs> he voted for himself then. <laughs> I didn't get a vote. Clearly didn't vote. <laughs> Look, I'll take a silver. Even if it is by my own hands. So Galaxy Quest. I'll say I'll say off the bat that it's some watching the film on its own, not with any of the fucking documentaries I've been watching. Watching it on its own, it really benefits from repeat viewings. Like to the point where at some points 
I got a little bit emotional because I was like, oh, it all comes together. <laughs> there's this and there's this. And I didn't notice that from previously. And oh, it works really well. Yeah, it is. Every single, everything in the movie, every payoff is set up. Like it's, mm. it's astounding. Every joke has a setup. Every payoff is set up earlier in the movie, and it's it's masterful. And it's but it's one of those movies that I've I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times, and I can never remember what happens in it. So every yes. time I go back to it, it's like watching it anew. In spoilers, this, I love the movie. So I love this, movie. I this, love movie. <laughs> good time. This is what I found is like I'd always had this memory in the back of my head of. Alan Rickman as a weird alien person, but he was yeah, an actor also as an alien film. person. And he was also in this film. And I could never place where I knew it from. I just knew that existed. And then I was watching this, I went, holy shit, it's all coming back to me now. And yeah, I remember this. I remember so many of these scenes and the actors and, uh, you know, their characters and whatnot. So it was, a, it was a pleasant surprise, as it were. That's it. It's one of those movies where you can remember scenes. Yes. But not, not the whole thing start to finish. Uh, there was one thing I found I kept forgetting, even after like consecutive viewings, is the pig monster. So I always remember the fight of the rock monster, but not the pig dude before. And there's a great line in that where you say, and he exploded. How that came off. But yeah, we'll get it. I'll uh, be honest. I was genuinely surprised DreamWorks put this out because most, like, when I think DreamWorks, I think of it's most like the last good thing it did was Shrek. Hey, well, this now. Is... Hey, now. <laughs> Dream, I will not have Hey, that. now. You're a rock star. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, okay. What, hey. what, was, what was the last good DreamWorks wrong, movie then? Good. I thought that's what you're going for. But yeah, this, this was only, <laughs> I think this was only second or third year in DreamWorks history at this point. DreamWorks was 97. Okay. So the opening um, of the movie. The opening of the movie, yeah, I've got 0 and 40. Yeah, I'm about, this, I'm about the same point, where it's like where it's a, a 4 by 3 and it's like the old-style TV show. It has, has the music. I can't recall the music off the top of my head. Yes. That is it. That's the music. That that is that that's jingle all the way. That is the that's the exact. This movie opens the exact same way as Jingle All the Way with their four by three Power Rangers knockoff. With that music, it's the same fucking music. And I forgot to look up who did the score. And I'm wondering if it's the same guy or girl or or Zerl. Right. So I've mentioned uh, Lieutenant. Laredo before, and I said, oh, I should have written his name down. I did. It's Darren Mitchell. He was the director's choice. The director was uh, Dean Pariso. And he came on after Harold Ramis. So the film was picked up by producer Mark Johnson, who'd done Rain Man and Donnie Dark, Donnie, what's it called? Donnie Darko? Donnie Darko, Darko, yeah. yeah. Um, and he picked this up and immediately went, right, the direct Harold Ramis, number one choice. Boom. And I, can, I can see that. I can see Harold Ramis doing this. 
But it seems like Harold Ramis didn't really want to do it himself because he immediately said, right, I'm getting no one who's been attached to any other sci-fi film before. So Mm. no one who's come with any sci-fi baggage. And all, all of the leading actors, like they literally hired anyone, well, they approached anyone and everyone who was available at that time. So they went, their first choice for the role of the captain was Kevin Klein, and Kevin Klein okay. said no. And then it was literally open country. It was uh, Alec Baldwin, Tim Robbins. Um, Alec Baldwin Jim, would have been a terrible choice. Uh, Robin Williams. Basically everyone who was acting at that time. I, th- I and, don't think Robin Williams would have been a good choice either, to be honest. I'm not well, saying he's a bad actor, but for this. Harold Ramis, well, I, I think a lot of the people they approach would have made the role their own. Hmm. I, I'm not sure Tim Allen is strong enough to kind of say this is the best that anyone could ever do. To the no. point where you, you can't envision anyone else in his role. No, like, well, at I... the moment, I'm thinking Alan Rittman's role and Tony Shalhoub's role, they owned that. Oh, I think literally everyone outshines Tim Allen in this, even Sam Rockwell. I think that's probably the point. Yeah. Or at least, at least it worked out very well for them. Because if they'd gone for someone like a Robin Williams, it would be known as that Robin Williams film and wouldn't mm. really be known for the ensemble. Sure. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think any, any of those actors you just named would probably come in, make the role their own, but... Uh, also, Steve Martin and Bill Murray, which, again, they would just kind of overpower it, I feel. Steve, Steve Martin maybe could work. Robin Williams has got that... No, sorry, not Robin Williams. Um, Tim Allen has got that William Shatner energy. That sort, that sort of has been, but doesn't know it, energy. Yes. yes. Also, what, what kind of works is Tim Allen says he wasn't basing it off a of Shatner. He said he was basing it off of Yul Brynner in the Ten Commandments, which I can see. Okay. But, but the directing was done from the point of view is we are directing William Shatner. So it's, uh, he wants to be Yul Brynner, but they're putting him in Shatner scenarios. Okay, well that that kind of works out in a nice a nice mix. I have a, I have a hot update yeah. for the um for the composer. It's David Newman. Yeah, it's a Newman. Same, same jingle all the way and Galaxy Quest. There, cool. there, there's a lot, man. There is a lot of Newmans here, and they they've all got links. They've all got links to names except for the sister. I can't wait till they grow up and become a Gary old man. Hmm. So I. I have barely any notes for this because I just really enjoyed watching this film. Oh, yeah, it was difficult to make notes on and not yeah. just sit there and watch. Although two of my first notes are, oh, shit, Sam Rockwell, and I love all the cast this movie, especially Alan Rickman. So The, the cast, I had to make note of the casting director, is uh, uh, Deborah Zane because she did such a fucking good job. She was the one who fought for um, Alan in the first place. She ah. absolutely nailed it. Yeah, he's getting oh, that. Yeah. Well, at, at, so as I was saying, the only one that she didn't really have a lot of say in was getting Daryl Mitchell in as mm. Lieutenant Laredo. Um, 
because the director had previously worked with him in his only feature film before this, which was Home Fries, which had Luke Perry in it. Can't say I've heard of it, but okay. Um, but yeah, he obviously saw someone in Daryl Mitchell and went, I want him in this role. And the, the rest of the crew were like, he's too young. He just doesn't gel with the, the rest of the squad. And just went, fuck it. In the, in the TV show within the film, just make him a kid. And that just works perfectly. And initially, I thought it was like a dig at Will Wheaton because he needs mm. to be dug at more, like just <laughs> in the brain. And don't hold back. Is that how you really feel? Look, when he's scripted, Will Wheaton is okay. Off a of script, he's a malfunctioning robot. Listen to anything he says on scripted, and he just uh, two blinks, a smile, and a well, someone doesn't like tabletop. I see. Oh yeah, he does that show, doesn't he? He does. Is it still a thing? thing? I don't know. But look, I'm not here to rag on Wesley Crusher. That's not what I'm here for. Tabletop heavily scripted. Um. Yeah, and then basically from then on, how you're introduced to our cast is by seeing them as another cast. And yeah. so you go from Laredo, you go to... Did anyone twig? Because I didn't twig until I'd further research. Well, it came to me in research that he was meant to be a guy playing an Asian. Who? Sorry? Tony Shalou, so uh, the chief engineer. He was Monk was meant to be playing an Asian. Yeah. Mm. And there's this one bit that they do at that beginning at zero, 0 and 43 is mm. when he just looks at the camera and does what I thought was like a cheesy eye squint. Like a, hey. Yeah. And then when you find out what he was meant to be, I think they taped his eyes or something. Well, isn't that just like the normal yeah. sort of like eye squint he does anyway? Like if you watch Monk, he seems to do... does do that almost constantly but it was without it was without kind of the when you do a normal squint you've got the like the crow lines and stuff mm. it, was, it was without that it was like his eyes have been manipulated or what? he just take he got real good skincare regime doesn't have crow's lines crow's feet have you rather. seen monk like monk was i don't know when it was in honestly no i have not <laughs> i used to watch it as a kid but if you can hear my phone buzzing, someone's blowing it up right now, and they can shut the fuck if, up. If only there was something you could it. do. Oh, I don't know how to I stop thought it. we got past this, Lewis. <laughs> I thought I'm we technically talking. inept. <laughs> if only phones had a silent function. <laughs> Just fuck off, lady. Go away. Right, Lewis, you have the same phone as me. You see when you press your volume down button, it's got a little symbol that's a bell. You can tap that to turn it to vibrate. There's no or tap bell. That to turn that to silent. There's no bell. It's Where just buzz. It? Technical it's... difficulties. Ba, 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 um, ba, so ba, actually, ba. It's about work, which in these uncertain times I could really do with, but also I'm recording a podcast, so fuck right off. So I have a question. And it is, have you guys ever um, watched the OG Star Trek? I'm genuinely curious. Have you watched OG Star Trek or any Star Trek, in fact, for that matter? I've watched JJ one. <laughs> as as a kid, I watched OG and TNG. Why? Because they were straight after Simpsons. Okay. 
OG and TNG and DS9 and VO. I didn't, yeah. I didn't watch a lot of DS9. Um, I don't know. I didn't watch anything in order. I just watched whatever was on and didn't take a lot of it in. Okay. Okay. I know the basics. I've never really watched them. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're underground or something, right? It's not my bag. Yeah, it's, it's all about... Mm, do you know what? No, I'm not even going to go there with Discovery or Picard. I'm just... My point I was... About, that... I know all about Discovery and Picard, <laughs> mainly because you fucking moaned constantly yeah. about well, it. Well, I told you... Do that now. I told you when you were like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go home, I've got Picard lined up. I was like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, I knew, but I had to. I had to really we've, know. I had to. Get we've watched the Mummy on the for this podcast. We know what Alex Kurtzman is capable of, and it's not much. Mm. So why did you bother? Uh, because it's. I've watched pretty much everything Star Trek, and by this point, it's like, well, fuck it. I'll just. I'll watch Picard, and there are there are glimmers of good ideas in there, but that's not my point. My point is. This is Dan falling into the Rich Evans role. <laughs> my my point is that the this movie really does nail that tone of like when they're doing the sci-fi stuff of mm. OG Star Trek of the original series, and it was really nice. Like not in the not in like a like a mocking way or something, but just in, um, in a genuine not not send up, but like it felt very like very genuine about it. You know? I think it kind of was a send-up. So DreamWorks were actually expecting a Spaceballs-esque kind of mocking mm. take to it. Um, yeah, it, it was very much the send-up because in the, uh, one of the docos I watched, um, Never Give Up, Never Surrender, uh, it literally has his Picard, his Sulu, his Shatner, and everyone going, yeah, it's great. Galaxy Quest is fantastic. Nails it on the head. Boom. Lovely. So no one's got a bad word to say about it. No. It, that's the thing. If this did turn like a Spaceballs, and Spaceballs is terrible, by the way, then I think this movie would not no, be as fondly remembered. Ooh. Ooh. No, it's not. Oh, it is. It, it's bad. You're, a, you're bad. Take that. Sure. Do, do you know what's better than that? Witty comeback. Slashing you like <laughs> an eagle. Oh, you can't see it again because it's green shit. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, young Frankenstein's brilliant, but that it's a completely separate beast. Well, I don't get. Balls. I don't get. It's the superior film. It's yeah, you don't like Mel Brooks. I don't. You don't get why that. We can dive into that another day, but he. I don't no, fuck you. We'll funny. dive into it now. <laughs> you want to dive into it now? Okay. What else have we got to do? We, what What else are we doing here? No one's here to hear listen hear about how much we like Galaxy Quest. They know the fucking answer. Let's talk about why you don't like Mel Brooks because number one, you're wrong, and number two, I don't need a number two because number one was so fucking good. <laughs> well, if you're so right, then why do I need to give an answer about how terrible it is? We don't Galaxy Quest. I really like Alan Rickman <laughs> in it. I love how much contempt he has. Yeah, he's for fantastic. everyone and everything. It's as much contempt as I have for you, dear listener. <laughs> There's... How did I come to this? Not again. I played Richard III. Five curtain calls. There were five curtain calls. I was an actor once. Damn it, now look at me. Look at me! I can't go out there and I won't say that stupid line one more time. I can't. I won't. See, I haven't been able to confirm this, nor have I tried. But, mm. um... Why would you? You're only post. I saw one source that said um, Alan Rutman didn't really get on with Tim Allen, thought he didn't take things seriously, 
thought he wasn't a very good actor, mm. and he used that energy in the film. I mean, he's well, I think that's a bit too obvious because so far, yeah. But in in the film, that is literally the exact same arc. So yeah. I, I don't think you take it seriously. I think you're a shit actor, and then they get to the point where uh, Tim Allen is explaining to Maltazar, "No, we are actors." model of the spaceship was only yay, yay big and apparently that was such a an emotional scene for Tim Allen that he had to take a bit of a, a break and recharge and as he walked away from the set Alan Rickman is meant to have come around yeah I see that I see that gesture <laughs> making this <laughs> Alan Rickman is meant to have come around and said dear god I think he learned acting oh, sorry <laughs> dear god I, I was going to say, when did Alan Rickman become Ian McKellen? <laughs> the uh, motherfucker no. began to act. There's, there, there actually, this brings me up to uh, one of my first notes. At 9.40 when um, Tim Allen's in the bathroom. And I'm going to call them by their actor names because I do not remember their character names and I refuse to. Um, has Tim Allen ever done a serious role? Did you get a glimmer of his ability to be a yes. serious actor in this movie? Yeah, in uh, Toy Story, he played Mrs. Nesbitt, who was a divorcee, <laughs> and her, her children had died in a fire. So something I want to touch on, um, Lewis, you yeah. mentioned how the little things in this film, everything has a payoff. Mm. Um, when, so when we got the actors in the, in the dressing room, when they're all kind of moaning about Tim Allen, not his character, actually, Tim Allen. Yeah, and, they moan um, about Tim Allen before they like, hit the yeah. camera. Record. We see Tony Shalhoub in the background, and remember, this is the guy who's playing a chief engineer, and the actual actor himself is struggling and does not open a um, oh fuck, what's it called? Biscuit tin. So he's struggling with a biscuit tin, and he cannot, for the life of him, for about two minutes, get it open. <laughs> and I love that because, like. Guy playing the chief engineer. And later on, there's a deleted scene, which I think really should have stayed in. When he first meets the uh, aliens in the engine room, they come up to him and they go, oh, uh, we've been having some troubles with the engine, but now that the chief engineer's here, fantastic, we'll get it sorted like that. And so they go up to Tony Shalhoub and they're like, we've got this problem, like specific science words. What do we do? And Tony Shalhoub just went, okay wrong with it and then they say what's wrong with it he goes how would you fix that so he turns it he turns it on him like one of those bosses who are like yeah i know what i'm doing but i just want to know what you would do and it and it, it just shows him as successfully kind of coaching them no yeah i know what you're talking about but you, you say it first so that so yeah, that we both yeah, yeah. know what we're talking about and of course well, they're, they're naive they're, aliens, they there's a lot of stuff like out. that there's a there's a less subtle one like that with um when they're doing all the signings and the, the captains, you know, being completely distant and away from the rest of the crew at the signing table, you know. It's on a completely separate table. Yeah. And, like, the gap between him and the other ones are so far because that's, you know, just, it's not as subtle, but it's just, there's little things like that throughout the movie, which are just, just lovely. I want to talk about the Thermians when they yeah. first show up. Nothing major. It's just it's just how entertaining a silly voice can be. <laughs> yeah. It's just I'll clip it's, a bit in so we can all hear some of the silly voice because it's it's great. 
Sir, I understand this is a terrible breach in protocol. Yes, but you should come to my house. Yes, I beg you to hear our plea. We are Thermians from the Klaatu uh, Nebula. Our people are being systematically hunted and slaughtered by Rathaseris uh, Fatukri. We are to meet in negotiation, however. Our efforts in this regard have been disastrous. Please, Commander, you are our last hope. It doesn't get old as well. I think it, it's think nice it and as well. So the, the history to that voice uh, came about when the guy who plays... No, Ashley, do it as a Thermian. The history to that voice is the one that came up. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Don't stop. <laughs> you don't want me to read a paragraph in that voice. There's a reason they didn't do monologues in do. the film. <laughs> I absolutely fucking do. Now is the winter of our discontent. Made <laughs> glorious summer by this town of York. Nearly there. <laughs> to be or not to be. <laughs> So, that is the question. <laughs> that was kind of a last-minute thing he just threw out there in his audition. And there's loads of stories like this. I don't actually know how genuine it is. Mm. Come up on every film. But it's lovely if true. Mm. It's, it's very much, a, I've got a vocal exercise. Can I try it like this? And they went, yeah, go for it. And they went, boom, love it. Everyone <laughs> does that now. And in fact, yeah. they actually, they, they, did, they set up a little alien school where all the uh, cast members playing Thermians, so all the extras as well, had to go through this little school, which taught them to talk like that and also to do their the way they walk, which is like a Thunderbirds oh, yeah. clarinet puppet. Yeah. Uh, I love that. So I have a note at 1337, and it's just, Hello, Tim Allen-Scock. <laughs> What? Okay, so... Oh, sorry, Lewis, did you not have the correct aspect ratio to see Tim Allen's cock? <laughs> yeah, did you not see this? I clearly didn't, no. Okay, so 1337, I think, is the exact time stamp of he's in his home and he's hungover and he starts looking for his shoes. And as he leans down, you get a clear cock sighting. Just clear <laughs> and, and you know, in his, in his majesty. And it's, it's just on the screen. It's majestic for, you know, as well, is it? Oh, it, yeah, but, it's... It's he a has, sight to behold. He has so, nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> I'm going to say, even though I, made, I said the old aspect ratio thing, I did not see it because I was focused on the acting of the Thermians who were looking for a shoe. They're like, what is a shoe? Clearly, shoe lives on ceiling or outside. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, preferred, I preferred to focus on the, the technical and the wonderful and the, and the visual yeah. things. Now you're going to focus not on the man swinging cock, Dan. Oh, no, you're, you're going to look for that cock next time you go back there. The only reason I know that is because I was writing a note at the time, and Sophie went, did you see that? And I went, no, what? She went, rewind. And I rewound, and I was like, oh, oh, that's his cock. <laughs> now, and now we know how Dan's wife watches all movies. <laughs> look, if Just you're not looking Jane, for cock in like... films, are you really a film critic? I mean, Just looking for cock all the time. Now she met Dan because of our music video. Look, all I'm saying is you can't be a real reviewer if you don't constantly look for cock. That's all I'm saying, okay? Sure, yeah. For no reason, what was the timestamp on that? <laughs> 1337. 1337. And then Shadow the Hedgehog will say, nice cock. I've got it memorised. No, so you mean leet. Le oh, yeah, I guess you could go with that. At the leet timestamp, we see cock. Yes. <laughs> 
So, 15 minutes. On from the cock. Moving on from cock. I mean, if this was a video podcast, we would put that clip in now. But yeah. Oh, yeah. So, listeners, do you have to go <laughs> seek out his hair? So, oh, so so why is he not wearing pants? <laughs> I told you. Nice cock. It's literally, it's because he's wearing a shirt, he's wearing a linen shirt, and he's got like yeah. three buttons done up. And so as he bends bends down towards the camera, his shirt below's down, and you see in the V section, and it's just his entire body, where yeah. he's not wearing underpants. Yeah. Now, at first you could be confused for thinking, I am hijacking this conversation now for cock. You, you could be mistaken thinking, oh, maybe he is this pair of boxers, and I just missaw it. No, no. No, I mean, I, I don't I, have the movie to hand. It's not easily google the ball. google I researched Google-able. this to the fucking ends of the earth, and that never came up once. So <laughs> you've got the Google whack equivalent there, mate. I'm going to yeah. I mean, I am going to have to seek it out now. Yeah, and see, I and told that's, you. That's you two's fault. This is your doing. Yeah, fuck you, Bono and the Edge. <laughs> now, now you review on my level. <laughs> Google results for Tim Allen Galaxy Quest penis bring me no results. <laughs> Th- 35 to 36 between there. Yep. Anyway, 15 minutes. Yep. Again. This was, this was Saris. No, this this is just, just before the, they're in the limousine and the, mm. the Thermians have them in the limousine and they're driving to wherever they're, like wherever Tim Allen thinks he's going, some conventional or whatnot. Yeah. It's it's just a note on how impressed I am by the turning circle on a limousine. <laughs> how it it managed to manages to turn right into a very narrow alleyway. No issues. I'm just it's I was just really impressed with it. Limo. Were you also it's, impressed how it disappeared it's into the alien air? Alien limo. You're it's, right. It's a, it is an alien limo. You are right. We call them SpaceX where, Teslas. Look, where does that limo go? If I was thinking that, and I came up with a rational explanation. Well, I'm glad. There's a garage bay. Surely. There's a transporter pod in a garage bay. There you go, Bosch, done. Yep. But as, as a, Full star spot fixing plot a... holes since 2000, whatever. <laughs> as a man who has experienced being kidnapped in a limousine, they're surprisingly mobile. And this is Forwards. a story that I feel you should share. I've already shared it. In... Go back, it's in one of the other podcasts. Okay, listen, yeah, I don't know about your life. Tell us again. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you about it. I was like, just, um, I was up with my mum one day. She was visiting a friend, I think, or she was like doing a job. And there was a limousine outside. I went to go have yes, a look. Yes, you uh, have. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. Just got it was in. like a kid's birthday party or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if I, I was invited to stay. And if I'd have stayed, I would have been coming back to the house anytime soon. Yeah. So all, all, the pizza, all, the, all the kitty champagne. Yeah. Out of there. Anyway, um, imagine little kitty Dan with bottles of champagne under his arm. Going, Fuck you, got mine. <laughs> <laughs> with like a grill. A... <laughs> <laughs> what, like, like he looks now? Yeah. Just <laughs> face tattoos, champagne, and a grill. Yeah, this is, for, this is for every champagne I stole off a kid. <laughs> Eight years old, talking like little Wayne, but sounding like Dan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know, but I'm secretly post Malone in the past. <laughs> so I mean, it I fits. Talk... Unfortunately, it. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I know. <laughs> so I want to talk about Saris and just his look. And do you guys feel feel like he looks like John Travolta in Battlefield Earth? Yep. Do you want lunch? That's what I, well, every time I was on the screen. Like, <laughs> that, Let's watch that again. No, <laughs> God, no. Whose choice is that? I can't I deal with mine. purple filters, Dutch angles, and half the frames missing. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not. I'm not. Well, you must be learning to speak your name. <laughs> He talks like a Thermian in the movie. Have fun in the library. Don't learn about Harrier jump jets. Goodbye. (laughs) 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 Brilliant film. Looking back, it's brilliant. It's really not. It's on the same level as Phantom Fred. You had enough time to smelt gold. You should make more gold. Nuclear bombs? Where did you find them? What a wonderful motion picture. Your friendly bartender was my friendly bartender. So, uh, yes, he does, basically. (laughs) To answer your question. 20 minutes. Mm. Is, sorry, was, sadly was, Alan Rickman a secret comedy genius well he took this role he had no interest in sci-fi it's because he loved the comedy aspect of the film and he always uh, like loads of people Kenneth Branagh and Emma Thompson is he always wanted to play the white knight he didn't Mm. like he didn't enjoy playing evil characters but he understood did it and it was kind of a um, actually, uh, tidbit, tidbit time. Oh, tidbit, he froze for me, so I didn't know a tidbit was coming. <laughs> now I'm excited. Um, originally, Alexander Dane, who Alan Rittman plays, was mm-hmm. meant to be the main antagonist of this film. Okay. He was meant okay. to be, so he, he was Tim Allen's sidekick, and the... Show was called uh, Captain Starlight. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you tell I mean, me. Captain Starlight. Already, shite. this sounds shite, and a reason why like multiple drafts exist. Mm. Yeah, but I like some aspects. So it's Captain Starshine, and Alan Rickman. His, his character is meant to become uh, a sci-fi author. Makes a lot of money on his books, and spends that money in researching how to travel to different planets. And then when he gets to different planets, he subjugates them, slaves them. And so the Thermians come to Earth to find Captain Starshine and says, your man, your second-in-command, is now our evil overlord. Please try and stop him. And instead of Tim Allen being a, yes, I've always wanted to be a space captain, I have to go to space with my crew and do everything in space, who's going to be a reluctant uh, hero. I see you yawning. I like it. I, no, like I hate it. It sounds <laughs> shit. It sounds... I'm, sure, I'm sure it wouldn't have been visualised properly, but I like the idea. It sounds utter dog shit. 
But this came out the same year as Dogma, I think, 99? Uh, this came hmm. out in, yeah, Dogma 99. So, I mean, I know, I know, Dan, you've not seen Dogma, even though I've, you know, given you the DVD. Yeah, it's sitting maybe, by my TV. Maybe watch it and give it back. <laughs> that was just, that was good, Bobby. <laughs> but the, I mean, the Dan, 99 you got was a, a year copy of, of Dogma? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure, man. I, I ain't watching it at the moment, so... I'll be honest with you, it was a spare copy. That's the only reason I give it to you. Yeah, I know. Um, but 99 was a year of like really good Alan Rickman comedic performances, which is sort of change of pace for him. And he's really fucking good here. The way he delivers, like, uh, by grab Thar's hammer, what a savings. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. He does, he does play the... Uh, the tired of this bullshit role Deadpan. very well. Deadpan mm. comedy. It's very. particularly later on when he's got the uh, the Thermian pro, um, protege goes to say it to him. He goes, don't finish the sentence. I'm not even joking. Mm. <laughs> but then like, later on it gets wrapped up beautifully and yeah. I didn't even have a one tier. Not a one tier. Did you have a two tier? No. I rolled up a little but nothing came out. Because oh, okay. I'm mentally dead. <laughs> and you're a main. And men yeah, don't mate. cry. Bay. Men don't fucking cry. I only cry when I've got too much food and I can't eat it all. You just take that emotion <laughs> and you squash it up into a ball and you push it down deep inside and you never let it out. Put it in a mail, send it to Dad. This is what you did. Uh, Dad doesn't respond. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, because Dad takes it, buries it deep down. Him anyway. <laughs> Ugh, fucking sports. Football. I've got the sports. Um, my next time step isn't until, until like the fifty-minute mark. So. Oh yeah, I'm, I've got I've got nothing till forty-five minutes. <clears throat> All right, well um, I've got a pop quiz. Mm. Let's go. So twenty-eight minutes and seven seconds. We first see the ship. So it's the protector, I think it's called. Uh, but mm. can you tell me its serial number? Oh, is this going to be like NCC 11347 or something? Something like that. The numbers Eight. themselves, it's the letters that mean something. The numbers. 8 0 0 uh, no, it was NTE three one twenty, and NTE stands for not the Enterprise. Yeah, okay, right, yeah, that, that makes sense. Doesn't look like the Enterprise, well. but the interior, the interior does. The interior, the exterior well, kind of looks. It looks a little bit more, if I remember correctly, a little bit more like Voyager's ship. That that's how they won the court battles. I recall that when. Um, when Star Trek went after him, was like, "You stole our ship," and they were like, "Ah, actually, yeah, NTE." Mate. I remember See? when Ted Bundy changed his name to not Ted Bundy and got clear. Got off. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's a loophole. It's an American yeah in the American legal <laughs> system. They really need to sort that out. Yeah, it looks it looks more like the the Voyager. Right. Okay. Not the so, so when they got sued for copying the Voyager, they didn't have the right 
not the right papers for it. No, they were like, ah, it says NTE, but it doesn't say NTV, does it? And they were like, no, because that was too close to MTV. Yeah. And music, television, and Jackass, and Beavers and Butthead all came after us. So they were like, you have to be NTE, not the Enterprise. And be like, we've built the ship already. It's going to cost so much to change the ship. Well, I mean, we can change the letters, but what if Voyager come after us? And somebody needs to stop this rambling nonsense before I can like carry on. Hey, do you guys um, remember that popular rapper, Daisy, who released some great albums and no, how he yeah. tried to sue that, that famous game, Jay-Z, because his name was really similar? Uh, remember that? I don't. Uh, Who, who'd be silly enough to do that? Do you guys remember D12? Yeah. While we're on the subject of rappers that <laughs> no one remembers. Do you know why they were called D12? Because there were 12 of them and they loved Dungeons and Dragons. Nope. <laughs> there were there were six of them and they wanted to get the best the 12 best rappers in Detroit but they ended only end up only having six so everyone had like uh, an auto, uh, like a alter ego I do not remember D12 I remember Blazing Squad they were like 50 of them and they loved Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> wow you don't yeah, remember Squad, D12 but you remember Blazing, Blazing Squad Blazing Squad liked to uh, role play some cocksucking <laughs> oh doesn't work on audio <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, luckily, Tim Allen's cocked in this movie, so you can fulfill your <laughs> fantasies. And it all comes full circle. 45 oh, minutes. Has anyone got anything no, before then? 38, ball. bingo. Go on, Em. Right, so uh, there's a bit when the whole crew first meet Saris, and um, so Laredo's learning to steer the ship, and the, the ship has been built specifically with them in mind because it was mm. looking at footage of their TV show as if it was historical documentation. And uh, Sam Rockwell, who plays Guy Fleekman, um, was like, shit, we're going to put you on as security officer. Have a look at this, this screen and tell us what happens. And he doesn't know what he's doing. He's a glorified extra. And he, he just goes, uh, there's this green, a red thing thingy heading to a green thingy. And I think we're the green thingy. And I know it's simple and I know it's stupid, but that kind of, we're not going to come up with a Mary Sue who's like, yeah, I know, I know this is a proton torpedo, torpedo yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Right. Proton torpedo heading to our deflector shields. Yes. And that's, that's how you can tell a Mary Sue in a movie because they pronounce <laughs> things wrong. Mm. I know exactly what it is, but not how to pronounce it. That's the one power of a Mary Ray uses a yeet saber. <laughs> yeah, she eats all the good plot out. Actually, no, it's she, not. She her. chucks it and it comes back to her. I don't. I want to say I don't agree with Max Landis. I don't think she was a Mary Sue. I don't agree with Max Landis. Full stop. No, she, she wasn't a Mary Sue. She, her character got progressively worse as time went by, and that's not Daisy Ridley's fault. That's, that's Abrams' fault. But she got. Sorry, a did, did you say character? Did you say character or movies? The movies as well, but her character specifically started out as something that could have been interesting. And then if I just was to write myself up. as a Mary Sue, every option I would give myself shark teeth. So, <laughs> shark teeth, <laughs> shark teeth on my arms, shark teeth on my legs. They call me shark teeth boy, and I Mary Sue my way through everything. And oh, you would team up with Lava Girl. Yeah. Shark teeth boy, yeah. And then Lava the wrestler... Girl. And then the wrestler Shark Boy would sue them because he has the legal rights to that name, win a battle, and then he never had to wrestle again. No, because One question, he wouldn't beat what, me because I'm Mary Sue. What sort of shark teeth would you have? Would you have Loads baby shark ones. teeth? 
I'd have like big do, 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 grape. Do, 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 do. <laughs> okay. Or mummy shark teeth. Do 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 do. Oh. Daddy shark teeth. Do 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 do. Or or grandpa. Would you have grandma shark teeth? Do 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 do. Or unborn fetus shark. Grandpa shark. Do 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 do. Or he's still going. Dog shark. <laughs> still going. Again, shark. Or, Oh, amazingly, he's been dropped from the call. Oh, what a it shame. KF we'll have to carry this on. <laughs> or would you rather have... <laughs> I like how he's actually freezing on camera as well for the full benefit. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, Sam Rockwell was fantastic in this. I'm not, oh, you guys, Zoom calls are really fun. You should try him out. As an actor. Mm. But, it's great that I can finally see you guys. It's, it's a bit tiring going to stands and closing my eyes. And having to talk for like three hours. Does Sam Rockwell dance in this movie? Not off the top of my head. Is this the only movie that Sam Rockwell doesn't dance in? Maybe. Dance in the Green Mile? Yeah. All over the place. He's really? congering up and down that Green Mile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, reason, the reason why he took this role is because it came out in the same month. Or, and November this came out. Um, that's that's how he walks Michael Clark Duncan down the Green Mile. He stands behind him, <laughs> puts his hands on his face. Da, 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 da. You're going to get electriced. So yeah, he, he took this role because he was like, shit, I play a dick in the Green Mile. Uh, I don't, I'm a serious actor. I don't really want to be doing a little comedy role, but it will soften my appeal. Mm. So that I've got, I'm not I think, seen as I think I've dick. been wrong about Sam Rockwell all my life because he's a really good actor. I really like Sam Rockwell. He's great. The only thing he's been shit at that I know he's been shit at is people Brooks in Tucker's Guy. Yeah. Or shit. But that movie was... That movie's awful. Also, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman was in it. Ill shit. Yeah. See, I don't think Alan Rickman does a bad job as Marvin the Martian. Marvin the Martian? He's Marvin the Martian now. Sure. Also, why has Martin Freeman had any feature film work as a leading actor after that film? Done the same role since that. He just knows the one way to act. I don't know if that's Martin Freeman's fault, though. No, look, that that movie absolutely fails to capture what's so special about those books and what's fantastic about them. I don't think you can capture them. They are are the original all random. Mm. The, I th- there's too much in the books that yeah. is that is there to literally just explain that world, you know. Especially I think, when you compare I, them to the other books, the other books are a world apart. Just, they just went, mm. "Oh, you like random? Here's fucking everything." Yeah, I think yeah. that movie is horribly miscast across. How the many board. movies can we talk about that aren't Galaxy Quest? Here's the thing: <laughs> I've got to complain about something. I can't complain about Galaxy Quest. It's too good. That being said, I can sit there and watch. I can sit there and watch um, Hitchhiker's Guide. I can't. It's no, no, not. It's fine. Stephen Fry has you know some minimal work as voiceover in that, and I, I don't care. There's nothing about that movie saves it for me. I don't. I don't know if it's it's if it's that watching the movie movie makes me think of the book. But I can sit there and watch it 
and be fine with it and think, oh, that's not who I would have picked as Zayvod or... It's got parts. I mean, the Slutty Butterfly scenes are better than how I imagined them. Mm. I remember getting a bit bored during that bit and I yeah. can visually seeing it. It was a slight improvement. But yeah, overall, no. So hey, mm. who wants to talk about the ship design? Or the set sure. design, I should say. Galaxy sure, let's, let's talk so, about the set design. And those set design just, ship nerds who are awesome. Let's just mention, at 45 minutes in, before we get on to set design, that Rain Wilson is in this movie. Just, he's a glorified extra. In real life? In the movie. Okay. I, yeah, he's, I, he's I just think there. This, I think he, this is the movie that might... That gets him typecast as the weird, the weirdo, because I can see a direct through line from him playing a Thermian in this to him playing human Dwight in the Office. Oh no, you you want to want to use that analogy? I would say Mrs. Pyle gets it because this is her first feature film, and so everything from then on has mm. she ever done a serious role? I don't know anything outside of this, to be honest. No. Ah, you know Home Alone 5, my good man. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I never drew the connection. She was in the John Goodman Flintstones, I think. Who, One of the Flintstones. But those are bad movies. Yeah, I've, I watched the, the original John Goodman one the other day, and it holds up a little bit. I've got a soft spot for that 94 Flintstones movie. It yeah. came out when I was it, like four or five years old, you know. Which is ironic. I didn't, I didn't see it till I was like 14. I, it, I've got the same spot, soft spot for it in the same way that I have a soft spot for Casper. I have a soft spot for John Goodman, but that's only because I have a lot of goodwill from Roseanne for him. So, Really? How how do you feel about Roseanne herself? Well, no, I think the goodwill is he had to put up with Roseanne. Mm. So um, ship design. Ship design. So we, we first see... A version of a ship in the first two minutes, the opening scene when they're doing mm. the, the old TV series, yeah. and they built that set in half a day and then shot on it for the other half of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and they wanted it like that. They wanted it to be slapdash put together, and mm. all the all the uh, interactions, missile hits, collisions, all that were done in original Star Trek style. Chuck yourself around. Yeah, lean to the left, yeah. lean to the right. Yeah. yeah, move the camera. Impact, impact, shimmy, yeah. Now, the ship the Thermians made, not ILM, actual Thermian aliens made, yeah. was on a yeah, it was on a gimbal. So, did all the shock impacts for them. Okay. And I like the fact they went into that detail, went, okay, here is the old one, and here is the futuristic, made-for-them specifically one. No, that's Make fucking, it feel more real. That's great. That is great. I like that. Yeah, there's just, you can just tell there's so much love put into this movie to make it feel right, make it you know just feel authentic. Yeah. Talking about the design in general, that it's Stan Winston does the creature effects, or Stan Winston Workshop does the creature effects, and hmm. I mean the dude is a, he really is a fucking master of the craft. Like when the Thermians turn into their proper form, their <laughs> tenta- <laughs> tentacle horrible. Hmm grimy looking things it's wonderful that that was going to be cut, going oh, to be cut no. because spielberg at dreamworks said mm. um he he thought that kind of made them too menacing 
And right. he suggested that they be more like the humanoid aliens from Close Encounters, so just greys. Yeah. No, I, but I think... Fuck trying something new and interesting. No. 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 Well, well, when I was think the last it... time Spielberg tried something new and interesting? He did uh, peyote. Excuse me. They said he did drugs. Is essentially what I was. He did. He did twenty minutes of Ready Player One. That's new for a director. Hey, uh, yeah. Most of the work. Lewis, well, tell, tell me how much you jizz for Ready Player One. How you how love? Much? How you love good script writing, Lewis? How you think hey. narratives don't matter? <laughs> Welcome to Ready Player One, where the scripts make up. Yeah. And the Welcome to matter. the eleventh film we've spoken about that isn't Galaxy. Look, I understand that. I mean, the Ready Player One movie is pretty shite. Let's be frank about it. Yeah. The book's not much better. The book has a lot of problems, but it's a real easy read if you want to knock something out over a weekend. You you get some real incel energy out of that book. (laughs) (laughs) Does Maxim even exist these days? (laughs) (laughs) So it's nuts and zoo and loaded. And front. God, do you remember and that? F- FMV? FMH? FHM? Yeah, one of them. Yeah. One of them. Full motion boobs. No, FHM. Uh, full horny milfs. I, there we go, I, we got it. I remember when it was like, oh, Zoo or whatever it was on the nuts, but it's like, oh, our last issue ever. Bye-bye, everyone's like, no one's sad, mate. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you... fuck off, Dan. You were like 15. Don't lie. Don't bring current Dan's <laughs> politics into 15-year-old no, Dan's it was, politics. It was, it was 15-year-olds, you were sad. <laughs> no, I wasn't. The internet existed. Exactly. Print media was dead. up. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it went out, stopped running around between 2009 and 2011. Okay, hold on. And what exactly did you do to look at boobs on a long car ride? Hey, it's another it's people's all cars. Up here. It's all up here. Sure. Okay. Oh, okay. So Dan pointed to guess? his sky hard drive where he keeps them. <laughs> what, what was he your guess, Ash, to the cloud. For, um, when it uh, closed? Uh, I'll, I'll say 2009. I'll go in the middle. I'm going 2007. Okay. Uh, late, later then. It says here its final issue was in 2008. Slap bang in the middle. That means me and Ashley have to kiss. Where? You need to look up. Wait, to me, you're down. Yeah. Oh, oh no, wait, sorry. I'm a little bit wrong. So 2008 (laughs) was when it uh, closed in South Africa. That's what I meant. Right. That's what I was so, talking about. Yeah. So for here Me too. in the UK, it was 2015. Well, clearly talking South Africa. Why and, would I be saying anything else? And because you're wondering, nuts was in 2014. I was but, wondering. I was so what wondering. Was, what was the previous one? Uh, what uh, for South Africa or for? Yeah. It, so it wasn't nuts. It was. Oh, Zoo. Zoo was in 2015 and Nuts was I mean, we have so many American listeners. <laughs> Guys, you're not going to know what these magazines are. That, but, but it was Actually, it was the ultimate shit lads, Mac. Listen, listeners outside of England and South Africa, apparently. <laughs> and Australia. 
and destroyed it. Imagine zoo. that was the legacy of the Commonwealth. Have our dirty mags, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Care packages. Oh no, nuts and zoo. We come with flags, guns, and porn. Nuts, so, nuts so, and zoo were quote unquote lads mags. Mm. So cars, beer, food you, reviews, topless women. You would read them for the articles. That sort of magazine. If if your parents caught you reading them, I mean, they would sell them to children. You, yeah. As a if, you know, as a as a young teenager, I could buy them. Yeah, it's yeah, like they weren't the top shelf stuff. It's like a couple of drunk guys in a pub came up with their own version of Playboy, but had like a tenth of the funding. Yeah, and it was like, it was so cheap. It was what? just. It's, it's a like, great idea though, because the business plan is: what if porn, but middle shelf? Yeah. <laughs> what if you could reach it? <laughs> it's a what real if, niche market. What if Lucy Pinder didn't get her vag out? It was just boobs. <laughs> oh, people are not going to know that. What about Stacey Paul? Just got her boobs out. <laughs> so, so around the time of dial-up, what if you didn't what have if... to do the whole image? What if you just cut <laughs> halfway? You don't need, you don't um, need the top half. It's fine. <laughs> what, if, what if we asked Jackie Degg what she was good at cooking... While she had her knockers out. Jackie Dick loves Baldick. It's like a happy family situation. You get cards of women and then you put them down to the food stuff they like. Oh, snap. Got Jackie Dick an egg again. I think Lucy Pinder loves a Vinda. Do you know what? I genuinely think there was like a zoo or a nuts top trumps. Somewhere. Of course, yeah, of course there was. It would have been a free gift on one of the magazine fronts. Oh, they never came with gifts. I bet Your they gift did. must be able to like clean off the sticky pages afterwards. Oh my god, we're meant to be talking about <laughs> Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yes, let's get on with it. Uh 5155. Go on. 5155. Okay. As well. So this is their okay, actually, I'm gonna skip a bit. So they do their first and only away mission. They go down yeah. to get some valerium crystal beer. Yeah, some stuff to repair uh, to, the ship. To power the ship, yeah. So they go on an away mission. And uh, Sam Rockwell, who <laughs> had been getting into character by overly caffeinating himself, specifically <laughs> for, for this one scene, uh, starts having a breakdown, well, a, a character breakdown yeah. uh, in the shuttle. Where he's like, okay, I'm, I am the extra who dies to the lava monster. He's the red yeah. shirt. Yeah, essentially, there there is actually, um, but he was an homage to an actual red shirt in TNG, who had multiple appearances right. as as a red shirt. Oh yeah, <coughs> I know who you mean, but I can't remember the the actor or the name. Yeah, so so he's he's having a breakdown. It was Jackie and, Degg. <laughs> and there's a bit of improv here as well, because I'm going to take you guys back to our Alien Covenant review. And so the shuttle door opens. We, fuck, we watched that movie? We that did. was our first ever... False, what, what are we called? Pre, Pre-cum. Oh, yeah, we used to do those, <laughs> didn't we? Back to cocking. In the, in the before times when cinemas existed. <laughs> Um, okay. Remember yes. So Tony Shalhoub opens the shuttle door and um, 
Sam Rockwell has a mm. proper freak out and goes, this is an alien planet. You just open the doors on an alien planet. You don't know if the air's breathable. And then Tony Shalhoub just beans out, takes a sniff, comes back in and goes, yeah, it seems right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So- Again, all improv, fantastic. Yeah. And so they go out onto, onto the planet and it seems there's only two people who have watched the show of the cast members. <clears throat> and that is Sam Rockwell and uh, Lieutenant Laredo. Mm. So they go out onto this planet and they see these, they do the minor joke, which doesn't <laughs> fall flat somehow. So they, mm. they go, hey, maybe they're the miners. Yeah, of course. They've got to be like three. Everything in the film works. And everyone's like, yeah. Well, the, the two who have seen the show are like, yeah, they're kids. So they're going to turn on us and eat us. Yeah. We've seen the show. This is how it goes. And immediately when they, and obviously, um, Sam Rockwell's going crazy. Like, what do you mean eat us? They're going to eat me. I'm the one who dies. And <laughs> so the aliens turn. They have the hill moment. They do the shark teeth come out. Hey, hey, everyone getting the shark hey. teeth. Yeah, mm. Ray's coming out. <laughs> but what sort of shark teeth are they? Are they baby shark right. teeth? <laughs> do, 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 do. Are they mommy shark teeth? Do, 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 do. Carry on. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I thought there were more sharks than that. Oh, there are more sharks. Let me tell you about them. Yeah, there will not be more sharks. So the aliens start running at them, and immediately Sigourney Weaver goes... Quick, let's get away before they kill Guy. <laughs> Not us. Yeah. Hi. Hi, there's a guy. Did you guys ever watch the show? We're going to help the little hurt one. This is sick of being right. Let's get out of here before one of those things kills Guy. Wait a minute. <laughs> kill Guy. <laughs> yeah, and that, that is the proper laugh out loud moment. It's like, oh, okay. His, his constant nattering has got through to them. And immediately, yeah, this is just a TV show. They're going to kill Guy. That's how it goes. I think that it's, my, it's my favorite line in the movie is that line. It, it's, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> so one hour and four. Yes. Yes. Is where I'm at. Is the scene... Uh, the scene where Tim Allen, I, I, num- I won't call him by his character name because number one, I don't remember it, and he's just playing Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Play- where Tim Allen tells the Thermian that he's a liar, that, that everything was make believe, it was a telly show, like you, like we said earlier, where Tim Allen had to go and take a breather. It's fine, fine, yeah, wanker. I get it, but it is gen- It's a genuinely upsetting scene. It's it, there's great work. Well, it's, by everyone in that scene. I don't think, again, I don't think that's from Tim Allen. It's, it's, it's funny. It's purely the, from the reaction. Yeah, it's, it's the Thermian captain who looks so you know, horribly he's so broken. broken. Yeah. Which... It's, it's, like, the, it's the disbelief. It's like, I do not believe. You are the one I trust. I've come all this way to get you because you will save my people and my planet. Yeah. And I do not, I cannot, it's not possible for me to believe that you've betrayed us or you've misled us. This this alien whose defining character trait is that he talks weird and funny 
it's so heartbreaking to see him hurt by Tim Allen. And then he yeah. becomes the commander. It's like when Jar Jar becomes a senator. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like. And how dare you bring it up, sir? <laughs> but how else would we give emergency powers to the Chancellor? <laughs> you know, when you think about it, everything that, you know, most of what happens in Star Wars is Jar Jar's fault. Yeah, he's the key to all this. All the good and yeah. the bad. He's, he's the whole reason they find Anakin on some dirt planet. And he's an evil, he's an evil space wizard. Well, Going uh, back uh, to um, Lord of the Rings, I don't know if we talked about Lord of the Rings before we started recording or mm. on record, but Lord of the Rings and Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> I saw a clip from one of the making ofs the other day. Mm. And Peter Jackson was like, Peter Jackson about Gollum was like, well, this could be even better than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> <laughs> If we do this right, this could be better than Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> oh, Peter, so young and naive. I feel, I feel like, in hindsight, that's him taking the piss. When was the attack <laughs> no, of the clones? So yeah. All right, Dan. Yeah. You wanted to talk about the Stompies. Uh, the Chompers, yes. It's just Chompers. short of uh, one hour, 17, 11. And we talked about it earlier. I don't know mm. if I will we'll be in the recording, but... Um, there's just that at, they're in these chompers, but like they're they're going through the spaceship to stop it from blowing up. Because at this point, uh, John Travolta has captured the ship and he's going to kill everyone. And he set the ship to self destruct. So they're going through the ship to uh, to stop that. And it's it's recreated after after the show for the exciting tension bits and whatnot. And there's just these metal chompers in there for no other reason other than the the, the aliens wanted to be exact in how the ship's made. And yeah. they're getting directed by some other super fan who is played by, I don't remember. Just Justin Long. Long. His first feature film. Thank you. And yeah, it's just um, uh, Sigourney River clearly says, um, fuck this. But they obviously, they ADR it, change it to screw this. Yep. Because hmm. uh, it can't be PG-13, has to be for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I've no issues. I've no, yeah. I watched this with with my kids, and they sat there absolutely engrossed, as did yeah. I. Yeah, it's a fantastic family movie. Yeah, yeah I think I, it's, I, it's not for the detriment. The the only no. So of the deleted scenes that had to go because it was seen as a bit too dark mm. or too sexy. <laughs> uh, so that on the dark side, when the crew first arrive at the ship. Uh, they're kind of taken individually to their own quarters. Mm. So this is where Tony Shalhoub goes to the engineering quarters and has to do the, mm. what do you think's wrong? And Alan Rickman meets his, his Thermian protege, who is like, I've studied all, all your strange alien ways and I'm now essentially one of you. And then tries to say the phrase and Alan Rickman. Yeah. And in the deleted scene, he takes him to his bedroom and his bathroom. His bedroom is just four, four walls, floor and ceiling, so a black cube, essentially. And you press a button and spikes come out of the floor. And that's meant to be the bed. And the Thermian says, it took me three years to perfect this manner of sleeping, but it's really improved my posture or whatever. So obviously, <laughs> for, for an everyone rating, it's like, oh, no, I can't sleep on spikes. That'll encourage the kids to... No. And well, Adam's family did that. What? Adam's family did the whole sleep on spikes. Did they not? 
I mean, Adam's family, yeah, they, no. they staged a play where the kids were chopping limbs off of each other. Yeah, and that got a PG. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because it was more, you kind of knew what you were getting into. Actually, the way they marketed this film, um, mm. uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mm. So, because in, in the first week of this film, it made barely anything. It came to like ninth out of ten, and it lost to Toy Story 2 on its second week. So, mm. it, it, it's not doing well. In the second week is when it started to really hit an up curve, and that's because it finally got word of mouth. And mm. after this second week, Jeffrey Katzenberg called up um, Pariso and actually apologized for his incorrect marketing strategy. Because, again, they were kind of going off baseballs, right? Yeah. Mm. So they, they got it wrong from that point of view. But the cult status has had since, obviously. 99, a good year for Tim Allen. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, one hour 23 when they're taking one the hour in, One hour and 10. Okay. The, um, the gun they get from one of the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, they knock him out and they, they take his big fuck off space gun. I, could, I, I was meant to, I was going to look it up, but, you know, we've, this has been in the works for so long, we couldn't make it work. However long I've completely forgotten to the gun they steal off the bad guy is that a reused prop from the Fifth Element? I, you know, you know the you know the big guns they have in the Fifth Element, the one that yeah. Gary Oldman flogs to the like the ghost the dogs from Ghostbusters. Yeah, it has the net and the flamethrower and the this that and yeah. the other. It really, really looks like that. I want to say the did. Fifth Element. Well, it would have been repainted. It would have been was. repainted. Yeah, in Fifth Element, I think it was like a. Like an olive color, or it was greeny a, something, yeah, greeny beige yeah. sort of. Well, it was, it was like this, a desert it was just camo, black. I think, something, wasn't it? But also, in Gary Oldman's hands, it looked like a big gun. In the aliens' hands, yes, they're in that big makeup and they make it look taller. It didn't look like that. It looked like a kind of half size. Mm. I mean, it may be like a similar prop company may have made the thingy, but since we're talking about um, not weapons, I was watching a. I was watching a pretty poor B movie the other day called. Were you um, watching a movie that wasn't Galaxy Quest, Dan? I was. It's called Battlestar. It it's not <laughs> a sci-fi movie, but it's called Battle Star Wars, right? Oh God! Yeah, so, why do you do this to yourself, Dan? <laughs> the, the, right, you guys have played Halo, right? Any Halo game? Mm-hmm. You're familiar with what the energy sword looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Guess what turned up in this movie? In the hands of a space paladin. Uh, Needler. Ma- the, mag- the Magnum. <laughs> Close, but no. It was the energy sword. And uh, yes, you asked was... us to guess. Oh, shit, Lewis. We should have got that from the, the huge setup he gave us. Yes, the huge <sighs> setup oh, that we chose to obviously ignore. If only I ever listened to a word <laughs> he said. Do you know what's better, though? Is that it was clearly a wooden prop because the whole thing was round. <laughs> it was just clearly just... It wasn't like pointed like a blade. They were just round. Round sticks. But they hadn't, like... Nope, they it off. Nope. Right, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought this up, though, Dan, because this whole podcast has been a secret intervention for you. <laughs> for me, we're here family. for you. We love you. Now, why do you do this to yourself and your wife and your family? The jokes on you, because I don't think it's a problem. So I'll keep doing it. Dan. I know you don't think it's a problem. That's why it's an intervention. <laughs> why have you only showed one person in your family undead? 
Australia's answer to Shaun of the Dead. Why have you not shown everyone and infected them? This is a good point. And none of them will sit and watch it. Right, the wife has no choice in the matter. <laughs> if, the story, if she the want... story behind that film is my local DVD rental place was going out of business because can you fucking believe it? Weird. <laughs> and so I went in at the last minute and there were like three DVDs left. And there was this one in the horror section that was like, Australia's answer to Shaun of the Dead for three quid. I was like, fine. I love Shaun of the Dead. I'm sure Australia will be fine. <laughs> and it's better than Shaun of the Dead. Oh, it's so fucking good. The lines in that. Uh, that's such a bad movie. <laughs> Man, I've got to show you Night of the Dead, as in K-N-I-G-H-T of the Dead. That sounds like an Uwe Boll film. <laughs> Mate. It's mostly just like shot in the. It's mostly shot in the dark, and then with a filter to make it look darker. Oh so no! This looks terrible. No, what, I, what I love is films that are shot in the dark with a filter to make them look light. Oh, those I those ones are fantastic. That. Just I haven't seen Birdemic yet. Anyway, I've, I've not seen Birdemic. But back to Galaxy Quest. What's so one twenty three. What's Galaxy Quest? <laughs> The the only note I have for one twenty three is yes, Sigourney Weaver is hot. Thank you. Movie. How old? How old do you think she was? Here, she... probably 50... in her forties. Seven. <laughs> At time of filming, she was probably around forty nine. Okay. Yeah, she's still hot. <laughs> Even now. Yeah, I mean Sigourney Weaver is. I've had a massive crush on Sigourney Weaver since. Since childhood, since I think since Ghostbusters. Since adolescence, yeah. So do you want to know why she took this film? Go on. Because she wanted it to be different from Ripley. It, the, she was actually the one who was keenest about having this role. So there was very little persuasion. She was the one, her agent just went, oh yeah, they're looking for someone to, to do this little, um, someone who just talks. It's funny because it's, the woman's job, she's just talking to the computer. You've seen the next generation TNG. You're just a horror. That's not TNG. I love Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the original series, buddy. But, you know, Rebel Park. Yeah. It, it was one of the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And she thought that was great. She thought she could play something that was completely... Juxtapose to uh, what she'd done before. And so she specifically requested I'd like a cleavage or a noticeable cleavage and a blonde wig. So I'd like <laughs> to play the buxom blonde. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to talk to the computer and I'm going to be a bit exasperated about it. And that's what I want. And she loved it so much that she even. So, like this film, we never see Alan Rickman without his headpiece. Mm. Even during like the fights, we see he's wearing. Alan Rickman, famously a very dark fellow, black hair. Yeah. Right? And underneath the headpiece is a blonde wig, or he's dyed his hair blonde. <laughs> or maybe he's gone back to Gruber. <laughs> no, that was brown, wasn't it? But yeah, underneath, when the, when the headpiece starts towering, blonde mm. hair comes through. That's a strange extra thing to add to it. But yeah, on that note, Sigourney Weaver would wear the blonde wig even when they weren't filming. Take it around. <laughs> yeah, I like it. That is cool. That's cool she, that she wanted to do a movie like this. One hour and 19. Mm-hmm. 
Does Tony Shalhoub invent the tentacle porn fetish? Ah, this is another <laughs> no. tick mark on on the on the. Um, is he playing an Asian? So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're back on that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hold on. Let's tread carefully here. Well, I can't Continue. say tentacle porn is known to be a thing in Asia specifically. Not in this day and age. <laughs> Political correctness gone mad. What? It came about because they can't see penises. Because they're basically all they have to paint. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't paint all Asians with the same brush. No, just the I'm paint. sure it's green screen paint. I'm sure some of them have seen <laughs> a penis. You, could you? No, imagine? they physically can't. They don't have the. No, I'm sure some of them don't have the disease where they can't see a penis. <laughs> you know how rainbow shrimp have got like fifty thousand different light receptors in their eyes, and you can see fifty thousand different colours. Apart from penises, can't see penis colours. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they're made to look like a tentacle. <laughs> what is penis colours? Slightly darker than your skin tone? Yeah, it, it depends on the person. Darkening <laughs> with age. Taking a piss is a gamble in Japan. <laughs> so if you, really ask, if you want to really ask you a question of did he invent telecorn, the answer is no. Uh, it's, it's not it's, it's an ancient tradition. Yeah, it's not specifically no. Japanese people. It's the force field that the Meiji Empire uh, put around the island so that anyone coming into Japan Bit of a joke. Okay. Okay. Mm. My question now is when does my penis become dad coloured? Dad coloured? You know, penises like get darker with age. Dad coloured? Yeah, dad coloured. Oh, like your, yeah. So your dad's got a. Um, yeah, you know my dad's. You know, the, you know the colour of my dad's penis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite specific. I, I knew Mo. I knew this I knew this one would be all about penises. Both with pink polka dots. <laughs> Looks like Mr. Blobby, but <laughs> like on a diet. Sounds like him too. <laughs> could you could you imagine if that was a noise your penis made? It just made blobby noises. Blobby, 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 blobby. <laughs> Can I go back and change my hypothetical? Imagine your body doesn't tell you when you need to piss. Or doesn't tell you when you're horny. It's just Mr. Blobby talking to you. God, not now. Not now. I'm in the middle of class. Because you never never have to, like, out of politeness, kind of hold it in. Because everyone goes, oh, I can hear you, Blobby. We'll take a (laughs) five-minute break. Just like, could you imagine being a teacher in secondary school, just saying, Blobby, 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 in the back. That's constantly. That's that's the new... um, UBC notification thing. <laughs> now, let's all imagine that penises make Mr. Blobby noises while vaginas make the noises of the clangers. <laughs> uh, and then ha- having soup. sex. Good. What's the soup dragon noise? Like a deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> yes, then. Blobby, 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 I'm so glad I don't live in this world. What are we talking about again? Uh, Fuck me. Alexi guest. Okay. Alright, look. We'll just that quickly before we just carry on banging on about penises. Anyone have any more notes? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, one hour and 25 when they're driving straight at Saris's ship. 
they're heading, they're, dry, they're flying their ship straight towards it, speeding up, and I think, oh my god, they're pulling a holdo maneuver. <laughs> That's a one in a million chance. Why are they doing it? That's my only note there. Yeah, I mean, if Loreno uh, just pushed the turbo button, solved all their problems. Yeah, yeah. And then an hour and 33. Uh, when the ship comes back to Earth, they've and it, cr- it crashes into the convention center through the car park and mm-hmm. through yeah, the wall of the in, convention in center. Salt pits outside, yeah. yeah, and you know it's salt because someone specifically eats it and says it's salt. Yeah, 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 No, but when it crashes, when their ship crashes through the car park and into the convention center through the wall, let's be fair, some of them nerds are dead. Yeah. I mean, that ship is fucking huge for one, and it's flipping cars left, right, and something like it's a Fast and Furious movie, crashes through the wall, where a lot, there's, I mean, let's be fair, a lot of nerds are plus size, they're not moving out of the way fast enough. (laughs) Or they're either plus size or very brittle. There's no (laughs) in between. (laughs) There there is one golden outlier, and that's Henry Cavill. That is it. Mm. He's the exception. He's the exception. Um... But yeah, also, this is like a big hall, which would have connecting hallways and yes. back rooms. So we only see the slight damage it does. Well, not slight damage. It drops a wall of the, yeah. the actual hallway. Yeah. But we don't see what it would have done to the connecting stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, they're behind them, just offshore, is the very muffled sound of screams of people in agony. A ship just you them. can't hear it because the orchestra they go going dee, 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 yeah. dee, dee, dee. <laughs> louder louder we can't have them hear the screams are dead but if you if you have if you watch it in surround sound and you isolate the rear left speaker <laughs> it's just death rattles constant death rattles there's just one guy going shit there's something on my foot there's a big ship on my <laughs> foot and I can't get it off what the fuck happened to my car? <laughs> my mom's gonna kill me. The insurance doesn't cover spaceship damage. And then they kill an alien live on set. Surely it does. What if some shuttle debris falls on your Ford Escort? Have you tried claiming? I don't have any shuttle debris. You have to when you I go to Confused. When you go to Confused.com, it's it's one of the extra checkboxes. It's like fifty nine ninety nine a year. What if I took a shit? Right here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yep, yeah I'm listening. I'm put the shit the in a freezer. Oh, you've piqued my interest. Come on, shit in a freezer. Yeah, okay. wait for it to solidify. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not. I have very unhealthy shit. <laughs> Take it out of the oh. freezer. Whack it at my car till it makes a big dent. I might have to keep freezing and returning. Yeah, no, no. Or yeah. you, I mean, you could freeze multiple over a week and then. I mean, I and then I claim it, it is coprolite from the sky. So some astronaut has shat in his pants and shuffled it out his leg, mm. and it's come falling down to Earth. Do I get insurance? Do I, I mean, get to sue NASA? I mean, I mean, it's my shit, but I have a DNA point. doesn't exist. If if you. If you just want to hit your car with something, how about just a brick? How how's a brick gonna get into space, Dan? <laughs> Who's taking a brick to space? They're shitting in space, Dan. Do, do you just want to see NASA? Look, what 
What is that? Do you They're want to damage up the your dark path? side of the moon with shit, and it's becoming too heavy, and it's coming closer to Earth? It's going to destroy us with a shit moon. Is Pretty sure that's Roland Emmerich's next it? movie. <laughs> this all comes back to your toilet on the moon. I'm not having this conversation. I play Randy Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so big finish with the movie. They kill an alien on stage, and everyone is really happy about it. And then the this, this series begins again. Yes. In that ship. So I've gone back and I've looked multiple times, comparing it with the initial set and the actual ship that the Thermians made. Mm. And the ship in the new series is the actual ship that is real and has sci-fi technology on it. <laughs> so everything, everything pays off. Everything the movie sets up pays off. That's cool. Down, I never noticed every, that. Everything down to Tim Allen doing a fucking roly-poly oh, yes. pays off. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> it's yeah, genius. Thought and care. Thought and care is what went into this movie. It's so well written. Well, that's it's, the end. That's the end of the movie. Yeah, it's it's the perfect it's the perfect B movie, I suppose. It, well, I don't in know a if sense, it's a B movie. It doesn't have the production book. No, but it it has has all the feel of a B movie, but with like all the aesthetics and sort of budget and directing of an A movie, if that makes sense. You know, because like original Star Trek always had a bit of that B movie vibe about it. You know, you know, it didn't exactly it seems have like the greatest budget. The, the B- so anyway, that's what we thought of Galaxy Quest and, <laughs> yeah. and every other movie. Yeah, Galaxy Quest, go watch it. Highly worth it. It's, it's one of those movies, like one of those late 90s, early 2000s movies that are, are real good comedies, but you, you don't think about them. or like They're not, they're not the pan, up in the pantheons of greatness. No, you know, like like an airplane or a Ghostbusters, but they, you know, they're real solid movies like mm. this. And uh, Mystery Men is another one that came out around the same time. Is like like a really good cult comedy that the, um, just doesn't get thought about. Not the T block in Tetris, the everyday the worker. He doesn't get as much mm. praise as the line block, but it's still just as good and just as solid. Ashley, what are your thoughts? <laughs> so yeah, I've kind of said it gets better with repeat viewings because. That are involved within it. Um, the only I did have a bit of a a point during this where I was like, oh, "I am sick of Galaxy Quest." That was just because I was watching it alongside. So there was an official docker that came out last year, mm. and mm. that basically went into everything. And watching it alongside that was really draining. It was, right. Hmm. I don't want that. I just want to watch the film and put it all together myself. And you can. You don't need everything else. It's nice to know it became a cult thing. Had the backing, but you didn't need it an hour and a half long doctor. Yeah. Over it. Um. But yeah, on its own, perfect. Very high up there. It's a, it's a it's a fantastic family movie. It's yes. You, know, you you think about the, the the 
like the best family movies of all time. You've got your ETs and your fucking Back to the Futures and whatnot. This, I'm, I'm going to rank this up there with them now. Yeah, I think it definitely deserves its its place as a as a great fan movie, as a good comedy as well, and, and just in general, just a really well written film. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it as deserves a family more recognition. Movie, family movie, I think it's on a par with like Jumanji, that kind yeah. of level. Yeah. Which Jumanji? Um, Welcome to the Jungle, where the two is our number two. You know, the one that everyone Na- saw? Did anyone see that? Naturally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one where, where Jack Black plays a, plays a paleontologist that, and that never comes into play. They yeah. never run into dinosaurs. All I, all I mainly remember... Violence. All I mainly remember about the Welcome to the Jungle 1 or whatever it's called is the fact that I saw it in 4DX. I don't remember the film. Yeah, you did, didn't you? I don't remember the film. Mm. I remember being in a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a 4DX screen. That was just the helicopter there. It's just like, why are you trying to watch this film? I'm taking you far away from here. It's like, yeah, helicopter. <laughs> I think we rented the most recent one to just shut the children up for a little while, for an hour and a half. What? Tell, tell and us. I, I, That's poor children. I, th- I remember... I remember Danny DeVito being there. Yeah. And I remember getting to the point where The Rock plays Danny DeVito. And then I don't remember anything else. <laughs> I either fell asleep or left. Is Dwayne Johnson known for his imitation comedy? No, oh, yeah, no, no. He's, he's like Alistair McGowan. Oh come on, that's all right. <laughs> He's like that. They're all the rock. It's all very much when you hear it, you go, "That's Alistair McGowan doing an impression," but it's yeah. still okay. Uh, the Rock, all across America. You might not know this, but he, every... The Rock, is known as the the American Alistair McGowan across America. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go watch Galaxy Quest. Yeah, do that. So it's up uh, to you guys. Is up to you guys whether we take a break because all of my actual information other than the little sequel bit has been interspersed in the in the rest hey, of the stuff format it takes that dictates that we take a break because well we took a break the... lewis i don't know if you remember you weren't there <laughs> <laughs> format dictates that we take a break because of the pod wife fair enough dan when lewis was taking a shit yeah put the pod wife in there <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. Because I know who the podwife is, I'm going to do a Tony Shalhoub and ask Lewis if he knows who the podwife is. I know exactly who the podwife is, Ashley, but why don't you tell the listeners? I could, but it would be wasted on my students. I'd, I'd, like, I'd like them to learn, you know, in, in the process. It's fair enough, fair enough. Um, right. Let's get serious for a moment. In these trying times... I really trying times. They're trying us. They're trying times. Just say the fucking podwife name. I haven't got a fucking podwife. Our podwife today is audio footage or audio clips of Lewis taking a shit ten minutes ago. 
Uh, I took my microphone off for it. I tell you what, the pod wife this episode is full starts podcast. <laughs> our fucking, hey, remember all the films promo in. Remember all the films we spoke about that weren't Galaxy Quest? Like the John Travolta one that can't remember. Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Don't listen to that one. Because listen. then you get the references. Right. We we have a fucking promo. Put our promo in here. We yeah. are pod, we are yeah, we are wiping just... ourselves this this month. All right, I'm just I'll person <laughs> Listen, these are, these are very strange. Talk about shit. These are very strange and trying times. Anyway, we'll be back in a moment after you listen to us. Hello, this is Full Starts Podcast, and we talk about those films that set themselves up for a sequel that never came. Here's an episode condensed into 60 seconds. Please to be enjoy. What's our, what's our poisons then? You get what you're given. That's some foul stuff. Does this film confirm the existence of God? Dum 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 dum. Such a look of confusion on my face here. Yeah, can, can we do a quick mini review of, of 4DX? <laughs> it was so uncomfortable, I had to go sit on the stairs because it was just more enjoyable. And he looks, he looks at the naked lady in front of him. And immediately, 150 pressurized egg whites shoots all over him. <laughs> egg white. But, but what was the point in even, even including it? To calm his nerves. They were probably we just placebos. don't need him to calm his nerves. He not did. Have, yes, we he did. did. Because why we not have shoot him up in be calm? <laughs> just <laughs> cut the scene. The film is two hours long. <laughs> just cut the scene. No. So this, was, this was a manic time. Yes. This was I think it's a bit this is insanity what happened to us I feel. I guess we'll wrap things up. You can find us wherever you find your podcasts. Just type full starts pod in. Mm, full starts pod in. <laughs> the best kind of pod in. That's pretty much how the shows go. We just use that. Man, the internet sucks these days. Hey man, buy a fate. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I have a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> if listen, if that sound is really deflated, it, there's a reason for it. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you, but there's we'll, a reason. Hang on, we'll get into it. We'll do the full thing. So, okay. And we're back. Mm, four stars pudding. I got a sponsor. Fuck there you. We go. <laughs> Give us a sponsor. Uh, sponsor. We are. We are. Let me. Let me just pull up who our sponsor is because I scored the sponsor. Ages ago, like a month ago, when we watched oh, the film originally, but someone's been having night terrors, so we Man. have to. I have to remind myself. Sorry for his mic to cut out for this entire sponsor bit. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, can't our, use it. Our sponsor is uh, is Prongles. Prongles chipped fried potato shavings, legally distinct from. Potatoes. No, they are Once legally distinct from other tubular crisps because they bend the other way. Where other brand tubular fried potato shavings are concave, we are convex. Prongles. Man, you know those are made that, by the people who made them. Is that a sponsor um, or just a description of a product? You weren't, really, you weren't really advertising it, just explaining it, its shape. But they, um, are, they are... Lovely, lovely, tasty prongles. Do not Favors. confuse them with other tubular crisp. Well, the, I mean, they're uh, it's uh, made by the people who made Cards Against Humanity. The real product. Go on. Prongles are a real product. Are they a real the, product? Yeah, 
Did oh, you? we can't have that Shit. sponsor then. Did you not know about Fuggles? Mate, Lewis, what are fl- Lewis we've no, got no, a we'll... sponsor. Wanker's Crisps. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep this in, because one right. of their flavours is salt and potato. Wanker's mm. Crisps by <laughs> Kellogg <laughs> Jr. I tell you, you what... Wanna... We we have another sponsor then. Um, they're <laughs> old. They're a really old sponsor from like episode two or something. They're returning sponsors. They're nuts, nuts. <laughs> oh, they got a new catchphrase. Oh, good. Or using it. I don't believe you did that. That's like when Pepsi man. pay a billion for just slightly straightening out their curves. Yeah. <laughs> nuts pay a billion for some extra use in <laughs> And we're also sponsored by Zoo. Yeah. Yeah. For zoo and nuts, get your old lad mags out. Okay, Hope they're not too sticky. Fuck! I wish I'd done due diligence on that prongles thing. <laughs> oh, but you're you're normally so good with that. Shut up! <laughs> Tell us about the fucking movie. Hey guys, you know yeah. that there could have been a Galaxy Quest two. Could there? Ish. Well, weird. That's <laughs> why we're here. Ish. So since. Since the film blew up as a cult film, there's basically every cast member's been like, yeah, get us back. We'll, we'll happily do. Mm. Mm. But there wasn't really word of a script until 2015. That was word of a script and that it had been postponed. And that was going to be all the original cast coming back. I don't really know what they would be doing. A mean plot or a staying on Earth and kind of being actors. Face, who knows? When it, 2015, that was. 2016, Alan Rickman died. And so the cast couldn't all return. Thanks for that. 2016, a lot of people died. 2015, a lot of people died. People were like, this is the worst year ever. Welcome but to 2020. One person mattered. <laughs> Look, David Bowie. All, all I'm saying is it started oh. with Harambe. Okay. I like this Harambe all... in a Grim Reaper uniform. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying that the cosmic law of the universe is getting its revenge on Earth for killing a gorilla. But I am saying that. Man. 2016 truly was the worst year on record. There hasn't been a worse year since. So, what the thing is now is does return. It's going to be a youngster taking the place of the Galaxy Quest crew. And the original old Galaxy Quest crew are going to turn up for a little cameo and a paycheck. We all know how that works, don't we? Of course we do. Busbers, where this is Dave Forster Bacon's. Well, I mean, that could work if it was effectively like if they just paid homage to like Next Gen or something like that in that vein and they they could make it work like that. So they bring Tim Allen back, but he's bored. (laughs) Yes. Bored and more fat. And he invents a machine which fixes clothing. And he points at it and says, make it so. Yeah, see? 
and he has a vineyard and we're promised that it'll be a really deep character dive, like really <laughs> discover, mm-hmm. like we'll discover in, so much about Tim Allen's character in his old age and just it'll be a character study and nothing like the, the other series that we've got going on. I promise it'll be nothing. It'll just be about character, only character until we start beheading people and there'll be secret death cults and we use all the stock footage that we can find on Pond 5 <laughs> of decaying foxes and whatnot and people start gouging each other's eyes out and what? what no character study. No, did you not hear the other cool shit I said? You- I wish I'd put more than two lines in. Man, you, you probably couldn't see my face past the microphone, but boy, boy, was I unhappy with everything you said. <laughs> <laughs> but Don't blame me, blame film. Alex Kurtzman. Kurtzman? Mm. At the end of the Galaxy Quest, we'll have a bigger fight than was in Galaxy Quest 1 with more lasers. Yeah, yeah. He'll do two roly-polies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they can fly now. Oh, they can't fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. We were having so much fun. Yeah, you bring up fucking Star Trek. Here you guys, we fucking get. What if Cirrus and his buddies come back and they're like, oh, they're green now? It's green. fun when we're not talking now. about things that I care about. <laughs> like, oh, you know, you, you previously were a nothing Tim Allen captain, but that was not the whole story. You were actually a super, super important someone. Uh, carry on um, <laughs> well no it sounds like Lewis you're getting ready for a pitch am I? well if you haven't got that pitch that you just said I can't think how it would it's not my pitch go on alright try and make it live up are we, oh, are we, we moving on to pitches, pitches now are we? Pitch. Look, that, was, that was the extent of what the sequel could have been yeah that's all we've got we've got the script okay. from 2015 Went to Amazon Prime, and then someone spoiled the party. Oh, <laughs> selfish <laughs> bastard. <laughs> How dare he die? Anyway, all right, if we're moving on to pitches and you want me to go first, I'm happy to do so. So my pitch is Galaxy Quest, the next generation. Woo, originality. Uh, it's Star Trek, Star Trek Generations, the movie, but Galaxy Questified. Uh, so we, we, the, the old cast is the original series, and we have we have a new cast consisting of Captain Gene Lucas Pickaxe is played by John Malkovich, <laughs> Commander Bill Reichstag is played by Nick Offerman, Lieutenant Hardrive is played by Brian Cranston. <laughs> mm-hmm. Commander Wolf is Danny Trejo. Commander Georgina is played by Drew Barrymore. Bosley Cruncher is Haley Joel Osment. And, <laughs> and, and Guinea, the bartender, is played by Whoopi Goldberg. Because... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't. I don't have much of a plot beyond that. Beyond it being Star Trek Generations, where where the two crews of the two series is and cast they meet up. I'm pretty much solely basing my pitch on the on how good the cast I've put together is. It's Star Trek Generations with that cast and Galaxy Quest. How Man, good is that? I hope you've got like fifteen quid to be able to pay for those actors who are out of work at the moment. <laughs> Motherfucker! Did you hear who I said? 
Yeah. Whoopi John Goldberg. Malkovich, Nick Offerman, Brian Cranston, Danny Trejo, Drew Barrymore, Haley Joel Osment, and Whoopi Goldberg. Goldberg. Wookie. Wookie Cyborg. Whoopi Goldberg. Is that the non- non-union that... Swedish equivalent? <laughs> they are all currently working in current projects that are on right now that you can watch. What's Brian Cranston in like currently? Hey, what? What's Brian Cranston in currently? Brian that Cranston isn't the is whiskey in... business. I mean, yes, he's in the whiskey business, of course. I assume he's shooting Better Call Saul season six. Oh, you assume? You have to perfect? assume. Yeah. All right, so that doesn't count. I can't remember the last thing Whoopi Goldberg was in. She's on The View every day. <laughs> All right, you get half a pass for that. Nick Hoffman. He's currently in Alex Garland's Devs. It's a fucking fantastic show. He's voice acting for everything. No, he's like like the secondary lead in Alex Garland's new TV show. And I already forgot everybody else you said, so... Uh, Who else did I say? Danny Trejo? Yeah, oh, that's that's fine. He's always good. Oh, yeah, it's a name that you know and have seen some shit films that he's been in because he only does shit films and you only watch shit films. <laughs> oh, really selling me on, on the Danny Trejo casting there. <laughs> Hayley Joel Osment was in What We Do in the Shadows recently. Yeah, he was. And Silicon Valley. Yeah. Not as recently, but he was in it. He played the Silicon Valley. <laughs> yes, he did. The, the whole of it. The whole valley. The so human manifestation of the Silicon Valley. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, fuck you. It's Galaxy Quest, the next generation, <laughs> the movie Generations. Oh, so you're saying the marketing will be better than actual Galaxy Quest because it'll just be a post that says, fuck you, Galaxy Generations. Yes. Cool. Think about my cast before you vote. Fuck you, Galaxy Generations. Think about my cast. <laughs> I mean, Motherfuckers, one of you do your pitches. You Dan, didn't pitch go. Movie. I have to scrap mine. I'm rewriting it. Okay. So... <laughs> I didn't get much past the elevator pitch. I didn't know where else, the hell else to go. But um, oh, oh, well, yeah, well, let's let's fucking cast the first stone, then, shall we? Well, it's a fucking pitch. <laughs> I like just here's a casting crew, and that's it. All right, so we're going to start sort of immediately after um, Tim Allen and the crew blast off back to Earth, and we're going to cut back to the Thermions and the ship, and they're going to go and cut, and they're all going to get up and get on with their lives, and it's but it turns out they're all just actors and they're all just putting on like a big staged play for these guys to make them feel better and to try and get them back into you know making more serious because they really enjoyed galaxy quest and everyone was really sad thermia was really sad that was cancelled and they're going to go back and you know see them file paperwork and probably do their next assignment and stuff like that and that's about as far as i got so anyway that's my pish pish Jeez. That's, that's my pish. That's my pish. <laughs> and it's called Galaxy Quest number two. James Bond, we found you in this yellow puddle. <laughs> that's my pish. <laughs> that's my pitch. They're all secretly actors. Okay. I and have to get rid of my one paragraph because I realized that one of the people I thought would be in a sequel is dead. As in, not a real life, not a real life person, person. I mean, I haven't stopped do, Lewis before. Do you do you need a bit more time to write your pitch? No, because it's not going to be do, good. Can, however can... long I take, 
What's your pitch? Let's try my pitch. I stalled for you. Come on. It didn't work. I didn't add anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just like this podcast. Sure. <laughs> you don't add anything. I don't know why you're here. I could be sleeping, damn it. In fact, I was this whole time. So, Tony Shaloub's new girlfriend, we'll call her Tentacle Bob. So, <laughs> Tentacle Bob is captured by a shady government organization. Black suits and black sunglasses and definitely aren't the men in black. And Black uh, suits with the black Ray-Bans on. Is that from another song by S Club 7? <laughs> Not S Club 7. Yeah, Will Smith's in S Club 7, right? He's the ninth member. Oh, oh no, you're right, you're oh. right. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, Jazzy. <laughs> Give me a death bitch. I'm stalling because it's not good. That's all I've got, and I'm trying to add to it at lip. Hold on, wait. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. All you've got is is there are people in suits. Yeah, they took Tentacle Bob. And now they got to go get her back. And yet you motherfuckers <laughs> criticised mine. I didn't. That was all I him. Gave you a pitch. That was all this boy. So yeah, hey, Dan's pitches. Dan's pitches. Oh yeah, the actors from the first movie. They're actors. <laughs> No, the third view. And your pitches, <laughs> your pitches, there are people pitch, in some suits. My original pitch was twice the size of that because I forgot that Sirius got blown up. I assumed his corpse was still on the stage and I was going to do like a Terminator 2 where they got Sirius's hand. Fuck it. They killed Tentacle Blob, so they, Bob even. So they take Tentacle Bob and they chop off her tentacles and then they make Terminators, Tentacle Terminators, <laughs> out of her <laughs> this tentacles. This is your fault, Lewis. And then Miles Dyson, or whatever his name is, says, oh. <laughs> he says that, yeah. <laughs> says, Bang. I'm going to do the thing that was meant to be in the original script. I'm going to use your technology to go to another planet and enslave them, and then Captain Nesbitt will have to come and stop me. And that happens, because they set it up. They set it up at the beginning by talking to camera mm-hmm. and saying what would happen. So when it does happen at the end, we all have a cry and talk about how good it is. Yeah. What we're saying, listeners, is that none of us are good as the writers of the original Galaxy Quest. That's what we're saying. <laughs> Funny that. What's your movie called, Ash? My movie is called yeah. Quest. Sorry. <laughs> I just, just said full hyphen space GA hyphen Hyphen. Space. Space. GA hyphen space. <laughs> no, as in a space bar. Right. So, uh, <laughs> like a bar or a pub in space. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's GA hyphen space, GA hyphen space, GA hyphen space quest. Yeah, go, go, quest. Go, 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 quest. Yeah. Okay, listeners. You could, I don't know why you would, but you can vote for these. We have Dan's pitch of Galaxy Quest 2. Number two. Number two, sorry. We have Ashley's Gar Gar, sorry, Gar hyphen, Gar hyphen, Gar hyphens. No, they're probably. Space Quest. Gar hyphen space. Gar hyphen space. Gar hyphen space quest. It's, it's a German you. art film. The hyphen space. <laughs> <laughs> and we have my my one, which was 
Galaxy Quest, the next generation, generations, the movie. Fuck, carry on, fuck me. Carry on? All right, Lewis, you'll go. What <laughs> film are we watching next? Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> carry on, wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> I just do a text. I can find, I mean, I can find something on screenshots if you set me up. Set me up again. Set me up again. <laughs> All right, Lewis. <laughs> uh, yes. Go. Yes, dear. Uh, um, film uh, subsequent to this one. Subsequent podcast to this one. Uh, um, the, the, the full part that we, you go. Me. Um, no, uh, Lewis. Oh, right. Lewis. With you now. Yes. Lewis, um, do you know the premise of our podcast where you have to choose a film that may or may not have had a sequel? Yeah, do you? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Although most of them not, really. They're just kind of, someone said something once. Yeah, that's, that's very Yeah, that's quite a thing with me. I just want to watch Galaxy Quest and other good mm, Carry on. <laughs> uh, so, so that premise, right? Do you think you yeah. could match that premise with, like, a visual aid that we could... Jiminy Jillikas, I could sure give it a try. Okay. So... Anyway, right, next episode, next episode, what are we going to review, right? You guys. We, I mean, we've watched, what I just said. We've watched Galaxy Quest. It was good. It was great. We all loved it. So next episode, we'll, we'll probably take a dip in quality because, you know, the, we get better listenership on, on shit films. It's the way of the internet. What we got, Lewis? What are you going to do? What we got? You guys are going to, you're going to, you're going to fucking hate me, especially, especially you, Dan, I reckon. Oh, okay. Let me set the scene for you, okay? Is it rock? Diddly do, diddly do, diddly do, diddly do, diddly do. The year is 1998. Riding high on the success of directing the second highest grossing movie of all time just two years earlier and banking on the American success of a 40 year long Japanese franchise, TriStar Pictures, mm. Sony, and Roland Emmerich team up to make Godzilla. Yeah. 98. There it is. I knew it was coming. So we're going to watch... We're going we're to go away, and we're going to watch Godzilla 1998. That's a lot of fish. I feel like I'm going to enjoy this. I've watched it once before. Matthew Broderick impressions are inbound. Mm -hmm. Just just so listeners and you guys are aware. But that's what we're going to come back and come back next time, listeners. Y'all come back now, and we're gonna we're gonna listen to Jurassic Godzilla. Well, I'm gonna go watch a bunch of Godzilla Toho movies. I thought you might. Because I'm gonna have to to make yeah. I'm gonna watch that much worse for you. Drown myself in in old school Godzilla. Watch this filth, and then wash my mouth out afterwards. So. Do the ending. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this very highly professional, big budget production value where we talk about every <laughs> film that isn't Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Join us next time where we talk about a better received movie so people will give us the listens. That's correct. Godzilla 1998. We've taken a dip Pink. in quality and a dip in year from 99 to 98.
The audience don't care if we liked a movie. Oh, you are fucked to my pick, picking Godzilla. Don't do this. You always do this. One of you goes, I'm going to pick a shit film. And then the other one goes, fuck you. And then I have to bear the brunt of it. <laughs> look, don't look. And then you pick a nice film to bring you. us all together again. Master and Commander, Gladiator, Galaxy Quest. I'm a nice guy. You're the glue that keeps us all together. Look, you want mum and dad Rangers, to be happy. You watch these movies and you tell us which one you love more. Mario Bros. Fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, you did that to us. Didn't no, let's you? not forget Doom. Don't try and come oh, out that's the good the first guy. One. I let out straight out the gate with the best film in existence. Whoa, how high can you go? I let straight out of the gate with the best film in Mario Mario <laughs> Luigi Mario. I thought you were gonna do Mario Mario. We're for out there, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> End the bastard podcast. Oh, yeah. There you go. We set it up at the beginning and bring it back at the end. Thanks for listening to our bastard podcast. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Just like Galaxy Quest, it all gets set up and paid off in the end. No, thanks. All comes back Bye. to cough, baby. <laughs> I know, right? It's a fucking state. Fucking bike in there. <laughs> it's, 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 the down, it's, it's the downstairs one. No one uses it. It's not a fucking closet. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's.